Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. In a hurry, we are so much of the time in this computer age, we expect everything to be instant. If we have to sit for 10 seconds and watch that little stopwatch icon spin around on our computer screen, we get very impatient. Years ago, I had a moment of self-awareness that was quite unpleasant. It was when I realized that my mother was right about something she used to say about me. I once overheard her saying on the phone, when, when Danny wants something, he wants it right now. I was chagrined to have to acknowledge to myself around age 40 that she had known me much better than I knew myself. Moms are like that. That's why Proverbs says, listen to your father who begot you and do not despise your mother when she is old. She usually has you pegged pretty good. The pyramids in Egypt are one of the wonders of the ancient world. The Great Pyramid at Giza was constructed with around 2.3 million blocks of stone that had to be cut, transported to the site, and then assembled. The Greek historian Herodotus said that it took 20 years to build and required the work of 100,000 men. Who in today's world would have the patience for that? Or for that matter, the construction of the second temple, the one Jesus visited, which took 46 years. But worthwhile things usually take a long time to come to fruition. That's why we're told so often in the Bible to wait Here are a few examples. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Psalm 27, 14. Psalm 37, 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And Psalm 62, 5. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is is from him. And of course, the classic Isaiah 40, 31, which says, They who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Nobody likes to wait. Most of us are to some degree or another like me. When we want something, we want it now. So why are we told so often in Scripture to wait? Notice first that just waiting in itself is not the thing. We are told to wait on the Lord. What happens when we wait on the Lord? If God answered every prayer the very minute we prayed it, we would come to view him as a sort of a genie who must obey our every command. He is not like that. Here is what God is after where we are concerned. I quote this verse a lot, but that's okay. It's an important verse. Jesus said these words not directly to his disciples. His disciples overheard him saying this in prayer to his father. It's John 17, 3. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Now, I assume eternal life is important to my listeners. It should be. Notice what eternal life is not. 
He didn't say, eternal life is being a good person. Eternal life is keeping all the rules. Eternal life is being a church member. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of those things, and I encourage them all for you. But Jesus was very specific. Eternal life is knowing God and knowing his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. God wants to be known by us. When Philip said to the Lord, just show us the Father and we'll be satisfied, Jesus was a bit frustrated and said to him, have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? You might say, we know about God. We, we know who he is, the one that made everything, and he sent his son to die on the cross. But knowing about God is not the same as knowing God. You can go to church and hear a thousand sermons and not really know God. For me, the best analogy is always marriage. I've been married to Debbie for over 41 years. I may have thought that I knew her the day we got married, but I know her a lot better today than I did back then. Living with somebody is a great way to get to know them. God tells us over and over to wait on him because he wants us to focus on him and not all of our needs and desires. We certainly need many things as human beings, and God knows that. He created us with needs. Jesus told us that if we keep our focus on God and his beautiful purposes in our lives, that he would take care of all of our creaturely needs. Seek first the kingdom of God is another way of saying, wait on the Lord. I like to use another preposition, wait before the Lord. It says in Samuel that at the time that God made his covenant with David, that David went into the tabernacle and sat before the Lord. I see here an attitude of waiting on God. He sits down before God because he isn't in any hurry. He wants to be with God, to experience God, to know him. In Psalm 27, 4, he said, one thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. This speaks of unhurried meditation, contemplation. These are activities that take time that cannot be rushed. It would be nice if God could just tap us on our heads with a magic wand and we would instantly know him perfectly. But it doesn't work that way. It takes time to get through to us. We are so set in our patterns of thinking that to change them is a long and arduous process. But I want that process in my life. I want God to reveal himself to me. I want to know him. I can say to you that I have been in church all my life. I have heard a lot of sermons, and I have preached a lot of sermons. I've been trying to follow Jesus since I was a teenager. But although that's a pretty long time, I feel today that I'm about a third grader in the school of spiritual life. I have so far to go with God. I want to know him so much more. He is infinite, and we can never exhaust the riches of who he is. When we wait on God, we begin to discover that this waiting before him is really what it's all about. Spiritual life is not about getting goodies from heaven. 
regardless of what you may have heard on those religious TV programs, spiritual life, eternal life is knowing God. And that happens as we seek him day after day, as David said, to dwell in his house all the days of our lives. That doesn't mean to be in a church building every day. It means to be in God's presence every day. That takes purpose and effort on our parts. It doesn't happen automatically. I'm glad God is not in a hurry. He's been working on me for many years, and he clearly isn't finished yet. Like those great temples of the ancient world that took so long to complete, we are God's building project that he is willing to agonize over if need be. How often I've been amazed that God still puts up with me. I've given up on myself more than once, but God has never given up on me. Let us wait before the Lord. Let us spend time gazing at his beauty, listening to his voice. Jeremiah said, You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Heavenly Father, with the Apostle, Lord, we say today that we may know you. We long to know you, Jesus, to know you more. God, just give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Let the eyes of our hearts be enlightened so that we can know you, Lord God, and not be after what you can do for us, but just be after you for your own sake, because you are beautiful, you are worthy, you are holy, you are altogether lovely. We praise you today, Lord Jesus. Amen. My dear friend, I ask you again, as I do usually every time, to pray for us at the Bread of Life Anglican Church. We are planting this church, and that's not easy. I have learned in the last year or so in this connecting to New York area, and we are meeting. We don't have a church building at this time, but we're meeting in the American Legion Hall, which is located at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. We meet at 10 o'clock on Sundays. If you're in the area, if you don't have a church home, then we would love to meet you. But please keep us in your prayers. We ask you humbly today. As always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God richly bless you.